guys, welcome to The Astute Macaron, a podcast where I read and talk about the classics and also bake about it. Uh, my name's Misty, and as you probably know, I have never really read the classics. I've avoided them. They're kind of boring and kind of weird, and I thought it would be fun to experience them for myself and also talk about why their classics sort of break down um, the whole idea of what is a classic and why do we hold it up? What does it mean? And is there a better way that we can still get these, uh, these concepts across? I also bake for fun and for stress relief, and reading these books stresses me out. So I bake something every week. Um, it's been a couple weeks since we did a real episode, and uh, I've kind of been thinking about how I do this show and what I want to put into it and what I want to get out of it. So um, trying to bake something that is themed off of the book has been sort of stressful. So sometimes I'm just going to bake. And this is one of those cases because this week I read Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka. If you don't know, this is the book about a guy who turns into a bug, and it's very graphic about the descriptions of the bug, and I didn't want to bake anything that was bug-like. So, uh, But first, let's talk about this book. Okay, so The Metamorphosis came out in 1912. It's by Franz Kafka. Um, and this... Uh, is a very, very short book, and it starts off with this guy who basically his whole life is going to this really terrible job where he's a traveling salesman. Uh, his name is Gregor, and he's a traveling salesman, and he is decent at it, but he, he hates it. It's really boring, um, and his life is really kind of just epically the same over and over kind of despairingly so and uh but he wakes up and he is a bug a really super duper gross bug lots of description of how disgusting this bug is um he's got bug legs he, i mean literally just a giant bug not a bug man not like a functional person who kind of has bug like no straight up giant bug it's super gross uh he mostly thinks about like, oh no, how will I get to work? And like, he doesn't freak out enough for me, honestly. Um, he's just kind of like, shit, how will I get to work? And how will I explain this when I get to work? And I get it. There are some jobs where it's like, man, even if I woke up as a giant bug, I'd still have to get there. Because if you call in and say, hey, I'm a big bug, uh, they would be like, Okay, well, you need to cover your shift. Um, but he really does not seem, like, terrified enough for me. Um, he falls on his back, and he's, like, trying to scratch his stomach. And, I mean, like, that part's gross, but he's also not like, What the fuck? How am I a bug? It's just like, okay, I'm a bug now. What do I do? Um, I feel like in an update, I really want to see the scene where, like, the bug is trying to use their gross bug limbs to, like, Google, help, I turned into a bug, or, like, talk to Siri or something. Um, which his voice is also, like, he can't speak because he doesn't have lips or a tongue or anything. He can just chitter in bug chittering. Like, his boss shows up at his house, which 
dude, the guy's never missed a single day of work and you're just going to show up at his house. I mean, they didn't have like cell phones. You couldn't text him, but still come on. And, uh, the guy who's, so Gregor's been trying to like hide in his room and not show off his new buggy body because it's gross. Um, but they see it and the boss runs away, is horrified. And the family is like, Oh fuck, what is this? So they're freaked out and Gregor's dad like beats him, you know, like get back in your room, you creepy bug. But also at some point they sort of just also accept that this is Gregor. Like they don't think that the bug ate Gregor or anything. They're just like, yep, this is weird and our son's a bug now. They try to feed him. He can, he'll only eat trash his sister starts taking care of him and and they kind of like, they kind of form this weird symbiosis where like, yeah, that's just our weird bug son. We sort of let him do what he wants as long as he doesn't freak us out. Uh, He starts climbing walls. He starts, um, you know, Hey, I'm a bug. This is what I do. Can't go to work. Work sucked anyway. She, he ends up being on the wall when uh, his mother's there and she sees him and she's like, you know, tries to talk to him and he freaks out. And uh, then his dad shows up and he like totally misreads the situation and he starts, uh, he thinks that Gregor attacked his mom. And so he starts throwing apples at Gregor and it like really hurts him and uh, he's very, very injured. And so instead of, like, letting him out into the living room now, they just leave the door open. And they start talking about how it really sucks that, like, he can't provide for them anymore. They have to take on borders and hide the fact, like, oh, yeah, there's a giant cockroach in this room or whatever kind of bug it is. I think it's a cockroach. Then the boarders see him and they're like, oh, God, we live in this house with this giant bug. And, you know, they run and like, I mean, legit, I would too. I I wouldn't stay in that house. But then they're like, no, we're not going to pay because we were staying in a house with a giant bug. It's horrifying. Finally, Gregor's sister is like, look, you guys, we got to get rid of Gregor. This, we can't, or defeat ourselves. We can't, uh... Really, we're so scared all the time. We can't leave the house. We got to get rid of him. And uh, the dad's like, yeah, God, I wish that bug could understand us. Because they don't, they still haven't been able to figure out a way to communicate with Gregor. And uh, he uh, moves into his old bedroom and he dies. And then everyone's like, oh, thank God he died. They drag his corpse, or no, the the cleaning lady gets rid of his corpse and then they fire her because like gee thanks and then they take they go have a picnic and they're like oh well thank god we lived so sparely while we had gregor um and couldn't you know entertain or anything we have money now and then their lives are just improved this is the most depressing story ever and you absolutely should not read this if you are depressed This book is crazy and it's so gross and there's definitely a legit critique in here about work as identity culture, which I think is sort of the obvious take that everyone gets, you know, and in a way I think Gregor's sort of relieved that he's a bug because now he really can't work Um, and he's just like, 
oh, well, I was taking care of all of you for nothing for myself, and now you all can just fuck right off because I'm a bug, and I can't go to work today because I'm a bug. Like, also, this book is so depressing because everything is terrible. You might as well just turn into a bug and just fucking die, which will leave your family happy and well off. Um, Like, the message I got from it was, run, leave your shitty family. Don't be that guy who's suffering at work just so that others won't suffer because they will find a way, even if that way is over your rotting bug carcass. Yeah. Gross. And uh, now, even though it kind of turns my stomach to do so, we get to switch segments and talk about food. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Um, but like I was saying, the idea of baking something that was based on this book just like totally turned my stomach. I know that some people, uh, there are these bakers who can do really amazing things where they like carve cakes that are super lifelike and realistic and they could have made this like nasty bug cake that was actually secretly delicious, but that makes me want to gag. So I didn't do it because I would have ended up throwing away my entire kitchen. So this bake was much more of just a straight up palate cleanser. And in fact, I didn't bake at all, but I did cook, or as they call it on the Great British Bake Off, savory baking. That's a fact, don't at me. Um, I did incorporate the concept of metamorphosis, yeah, in a really highfalutin way, because I turned a pineapple I met a metamorphosed, metamorphosed it, hmm, changed it into a bowl. <laughs> so yeah, I served dinner in a goddamn pineapple and it was amazing. Um, so I started by cutting uh, two pineapples in half lengthwise and scooping out the innards. And it was so hard not to just sit there and eat them, but I refrained. I set them aside in a bowl and then uh, in a pan. I cooked some cubed chicken until it was nice and browning. And then I also set that aside because this recipe is all about setting things aside. And then this was the fun part. So cooking or savory baking, as we call it, uh, relies way less on like precise measurements. And I love doing things where I can just toss a little bit of this in and a little bit of that in and hope that it comes out okay. Uh, so I started by dumping an entire bottle of a pineapple teriyaki sauce into the pan where we cook the chicken, along with the pineapple innards, some garlic hoisin sauce, soy sauce, and also some brown sugar to taste. It's definitely like about finding a balance. You want the sweetness of the pineapple to come through um, and kind of help offset the like soy sauce taste, um, but you also want the bite of the garlic. Um, and then this part takes forever. You have to let the mixture boil down, which is called reducing. So you just turn your, your burner all the way up and then you just let it sit there and boil. You can stir it every now and again. Um, but for this, it took, it takes about 15 to 20 minutes, honestly. Um, and the sauce thickens, which is really, really tasty. And it also reducing also, um, basically you're boiling the water out of the sauce. So the flavor gets much, much stronger. 
Um, you can go for whatever thickness you, you like. Uh, you can let it get super reduced and it's very sticky, or you can uh, keep it a little bit runnier and it'll coat your chicken a little bit easier. Anyway, once it's the consistency you're looking for, you just dump the chicken back in, stir it up, and then you can serve it. I served it with rice in my pineapple bowl, um, and it was just it was so good. The sauce is amazing. It's definitely one of the easiest, like, fancy chicken dinners I've ever done. There are some people out there who don't like hot pineapple, I guess because they're, like, mutants or something. Um, but if you wanted the same flavors, you could probably puree the pineapple innards before adding them to the sauce. If you did that, you would probably want to add less volume of pineapple to the final sauce, or maybe let the pineapple puree cook down by itself before adding the other sauces and then cooking that whole thing down. Um, all of that, uh, it was like a just like a regular package of um, of chicken tenders that we cut up and cubed. So all of that made four servings plus leftovers and people going back for seconds. It was definitely amazing. I would totally make it again. Now we're going to hop into my favorite segment, which is the best academic paper titles that I could find on Google Scholar. Let's see. Metamorphosis and Fish Vision. Okay. Um, then Kafka's Metamorphosis and the Beauty and the Beast Tale. Oh, gross. That seems weird. Um, I don't want to read Beauty and the Beast where the beast is a bug. Nope, nope, nope. And then from Marx to Myth, the structure and function of self-alienation in Kafka's Metamorphosis. I could see that. You know, Gregor was definitely living up his bug life, was not really searching for a way to stop being a bug. And then Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis as Death and Resurrection Fantasy. I don't know about the resurrection part, but sure, death fantasy makes a lot of sense. So we're switching up the segment a little bit. Instead of talking about why other people think it's a classic, I'm going to talk about my takeaways. I definitely think there is a lot of interesting stuff about um, about escapism and needing to escape and feeling like you can't and like the guilt of needing to escape. Um, Gregor was in a really untenable situation, but he was sort of trapped by his circumstances. He couldn't just walk away from his family and his shitty job without feeling a ton of guilt because he was supporting them. And he couldn't, uh, he couldn't walk away from his job because he had to be good at it and he had to rise above and, and keep pushing and, and always be on time and, and make his quotas and all of that. Um, and that was where his identity was, but he wasn't really living, you know, he was just not even really surviving very well, but he was doing the best he could in shitty circumstances. And so to be turned into a bug, he got to escape that without having to take any actual action. You know, he was turned into a bug. He didn't turn himself into a bug. He was turned into one by some nebulous force that's never explained. 
So he got to escape the confines without actually having to experience any of the guilt that would have been involved in making a decision to not do this anymore. The rest of it was awfully depressing and maybe not the best thing to be reading for someone who's like uber depressed. Um, (laughs) So I probably won't delve into that part as much. Um, I'm adding a new segment for this episode, and if people like it, I'll keep it going forward. Um, But I want to talk about how I would adapt this to a modern uh, story. So I think that in a modern adaptation of The Metamorphosis, uh, Gregor would be, he would be working in the gig economy. So he would have like five uh, jobs that he was working sort of all at the same time. So he'd be like a a driver for a rideshare, and he'd also own a B&B house and um, probably deliver groceries and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, layered um, that he'd be running around doing. And uh, he would have uh, some family maybe that needed to be taken care of. They, they either, I think maybe uh, they wouldn't work for whatever reason. So, um, or maybe they uh, would say they were working like, oh, I'm, I'm building up my Instagram influencer vibes and like it's not actually bringing in any money or something. And uh, then, you know, he would wake up as a giant bug. And of course, you'd have the scene of him like trying to use his little bug limbs to make Siri work. And Siri doesn't understand his bug chitters. And uh, he's trying to like type on his laptop with his little bug hands like... I'm turning into a bug, help me. And of course there's no, I mean, there's no WebMD for that. Or maybe there is. That terrifies me. But WebMD is just like, well, you have a brain tumor or you're pregnant because that's the answer that WebMD has for everything. Then he like uh, tries to, you know, communicate with people. Maybe he learns to like type on his little, uh, with his little bug hands. So he's got like a little computer that he can communicate with. And um, based on today's like general moral sphere, I feel like if they were making this now, like he would still find a way to perform in the gig economy. Like maybe he would, uh, he would become the Instagram influencer and it would be like a body positivity message, um, which, I think would make Kafka roll over in his grave, but it would be interesting. Um, So there you go. That is your modern adaptation of this classic. And then, so I am changing my baking tip of the week into baking stories of the week. So please feel free to send me your stories. And then if you like, I will read them on air. So if you have a fantastic baking story, whether it's a success and utter failure or a self-injury, send it to me at uh, astutemacaronpod at gmail.com and I will uh, read those on air. Uh, This week's baking story is um, kind of a a quick, sad one. Um, The other day I was making uh, English muffins in the toaster oven and I reached in to grab one that was at the back and the top of my wrist hit the top of the toaster oven 
and I was really embarrassed because I burn myself all the time and everyone always makes fun of me. So I was like, oh, it hurts, but it's nothing. I It was just a graze. I'm sure that, you know, if I just ignore it, it'll be fine. It was not. It um, got huge and then it blistered and it looked like I was actively dying. And uh, my three-year-old pointed it out to everybody. So I got to tell every single person I saw the story of how I burned myself on the toaster oven. And if I'd just taken care of it right away, I wouldn't have had to tell that big embarrassing story. So moral of that story is take care of your burns right away. Don't wait. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um, They will be getting a little bit longer as I read slightly longer books. Seriously, the metamorphosis is crazy short. Um, We will be back in two weeks where I'll read yet another classic and break it down for you. Uh, And I will bake something. Savory baking? Regular baking? Who knows? We'll have to see. If you would like to support the show, it would be great if you could rate and review on your podcast listening app of choice. That helps other listeners find me um, and push me up in their ratings. You can, of course, find recipes and pictures of my bakes and all of that kind of thing on my social media, which is at Astute Macaron. Remember, Macaron is spelled with one O. If you spell it with two O's, you will wake up one morning and you will be a macaron and people will eat you and it'll, you'll be dead. I mean, that's just the end. You can email me your baking stories or questions or tips or suggestions for things for me to bake at astutemacaronpod at gmail.com. Um, If you would like to support the show financially, if you're able to, you can check me out on patreon.com slash astutemacaron. There, if you contribute a couple bucks my way every month, uh, you get access to a newsletter and uh, and some other cool things. I do currently have a stretch goal. If I can get up to $100 a month, I will do an extra bake um, and do like a short uh, podcast subscribers only a little podcast about it. If I get up a little higher, then I will do like a full-on baking video, which I promise you will be ridiculous and an utter mess because it'll it'll be fun. It'll be funny. I don't know if it'll be fun for me, but it'll be funny for you guys. You can also head over to my website, and that is astute macaron at nope astute macaron dot weebly w-e-e-b-l-y dot com and you may have noticed that I have updated artwork it's amazing and so gorgeous and I have to thank my friend Jessica for doing this for me Uh, if you'd like to check out more of her work and you absolutely should you can find her on Instagram at j-a-z-z-i-c-u-h Thank you so much for listening. As we get back into the swing of things, I'll definitely be reading some more and posting more regularly on the Instagram. Keep reading, keep baking, and you'll be one quick peanut butter cookie.